Welcome, dreamers of all ages, to another episode of Unbuilt and Unrealized Theme Park Podcast. With me today, as always, is my co-host, Ryan Dorman. Today, we're taking a brief holiday to talk about my recent vacation to Universal and Disneyland. And what did you do over the past couple of weeks? How about you? I, I got food poisoning. Um, oh, no. From where? Uh, my roommate made a turkey. <laughs> <laughs> That's the perfect time for tu- turkey. March. Yeah, well, it was it was like a uh, supposed to be like a fun Oscars thing. I don't know why it was supposed to be like ah, everyone's coming over. Let's make a turkey, and I got food poisoning. And um, as uh, I was reading your tweets, I was sprawled out on the bathroom floor for two oh, days. Oh no! Yeah, I wish I had a more interesting story to fire back with that with. But um, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, no, I was just like essentially the alive equivalent of dead for two days. So you're telling me that you got poisoned watching the oscars twice you got poisoned first by the bad jimmy jimmel jokes no, and then you got poisoned God, yeah. again by food by turkey. it was either the turkey or the one part where they uh had cocaine bear talk to malala yuslavsai oh my god you had to sit through that for that like an eternal me. amount of time I would rather have gone through three of the food poisonings than <laughs> sat through any of those Jimmy Kimmel jokes one more time for the rest of my life. Yeah, you sit through all those anemic performances, and then what the the Lady Gaga and the uh, RRR performance. That's right. Yeah, you get yeah. you get a couple of like positive moments in an mm-hmm. absolute nightmare mess. Oh my gosh, that was the most boring ceremony of my life. My God. Yeah, I mean, you know it. Uh, it's the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you have Jimmy Kimmel, who's just not particularly interesting. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was this year. I had seen ninety nine percent of uh, the movies. I should really what say was, like 80%. what was your uh, one that you didn't see? Oh, I didn't see. I, uh, there's a. I didn't see. I shouldn't say one. I didn't see any of the. Uh, f- I saw one of the foreign films. I saw EO. I saw one of the documentaries, and I didn't go see Triangle of Sadness or All Quiet. But I think I saw most everything else. <laughs> well, I, I hear the people who saw All Quiet really wish they did, and and it, for yeah. some reason won four Oscars. Yeah. Well, no, I, I a bunch of people I know personally were really excited, but I guess it's <laughs> just because you know things are on Netflix and very few people. Everybody go out to loves war movies. Yes, pretty war movies. Awesome movies. We, we've never seen that before. It won best soundtrack with its yeah like three bom, notes. Bom, bom, bom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and your favorite film, everything, everywhere, all at once, one best. Yeah, it's picture. it's swept. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I put out that YouTube video and. Um, Actually, I put out the YouTube video and I, I had a clickbait title. I called it "Predicting the Oscars," mm-hmm. and it, a, a couple people commented and said that I was lying. No, oh, no. In fairness, those were my predictions. They were just very <laughs> wrong ones. What did you <laughs> predict uh, would win Best Picture? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I thought. Predict. I hoped the Fablemans would win. The Fablemans Best Picture. would win. Yeah. yeah. It instead yeah. won nothing. Nothing. Well, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. The 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 turn down for what music video directors are certainly better than Steven Spielberg. That I think to Aww, me, Best Director goes Steven. to. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Poor Steven. He can't put another Oscar up on the cabinet. <laughs> what is he going to do? Uh, just another movie by Frank Bullitt about That's Frank right. Bullitt. That's what he's going to do. This is yeah. payback for him not allowing Carl's Jr. to make the Spielbergers. Have you ever seen that video? <laughs> no, I haven't. What? You haven't seen that video? What is it's this? It's the weirdest thing. You got to look this up after the show. It's this weird video that he took. Like, I, I hope it's a parody, but I can't tell. It's this video where the, uh, he's taking like a selfie and he's like, hey, everyone, I've been informed that Carl's Jr. is replacing their name with a Charburger and calling it the Spielberger. Nope, not happening. Cease and desist. Not going to let it happen. And it's he's taking it so seriously, almost like he's Are you sure this wasn't lawyers. like a funny or die sketch or something it's, like that? I don't know. It, maybe it is. It honestly could be. <laughs> it's like 30, maybe, maybe 15 to 20 seconds long. So I, I kind of doubt it's a sketch because it's not really well written. It's just really awkward. It's just him mm-hmm. walking through his house saying cease and desist. But it's kind of similar to that one robot chicken sketch where uh, George Lucas throws Seth Green out of a. Please, please no. Uh, Spielberg goes on to Robot Chicken to gain relevancy. He goes uh, and talks watch to Robot Chicken. <laughs> There was a time where Seth Green was on top of the world. I know. What a day. What a time. I wouldn't I wouldn't even say that. Well, that that was my week. My week was Aww. looking at your tweets from afar, shaking yes, my so. fist at the air. Though I heard the uh we'll talk about this later, but I heard the food from one of the places you went to made other people really sick. That or oh. the norovirus, but uh, okay, I'm very interested to see what that's going to be. The thing, uh, yeah, Universal. I heard that yeah. the, foodie, the Universal made people like horribly sick. I have not heard that. It didn't make me yeah. sick. So, but uh, let's start off. Uh, it, I did three things this past week. Um, first thing I did was I visited the Warner Brothers Studio Tour. The tour uh, has been updated recently. It was updated. Oh gosh, I think like just before the pandemic, and uh, it's uh, nice, shiny, and new. I did it before, but it was a long time ago, so I figured I might as well do it again. And uh, have you ever done this tour? Or no, or I have not. I didn't even know it existed not. until you started. Oh really? About it. Yeah. Oh, okay. The Warner Brothers Studio Tour. Uh, is a fun romp through all the cancellations that David Zaslav has made. No, um, uh, <laughs> what it is is uh, a nice, shiny new tour where you enter in. You're like first entering a like miniature recreation of their backlot, which is strange. Uh, where there's like these sound sieges hmm. that uh, are on the floor, meant as benches, but they do not sit, and you can like see like like memorabilia in there. And then they take you into the screening room. You watch like a sizzle reel. That's actually pretty current. It's like, I guess alongside Disney, they're celebrating their hundredth anniversary. Lots of hundredth anniversaries now. And then you go uh, outside and you get on a like little, little tram, a very small one. And a tour guide pretty much takes you through the back lot here and there. You go through the back lot and you see some sets like the set from Gilmore Girls is like a big one. And they use the set to like film on the for like Seinfeld and all this stuff. The 2011 Muppets movie filmed there, like the opening number there. And then they like hmm. take you inside a soundstage. Now, they took us inside the soundstage for a show called All American. Have you even heard of this? Is that the 
I'm Googling this before I say something it's, offensive. It's, it's a football show, and I believe it airs on wrong. the CW or something like that. Okay. I, I yeah. yeah, it's on the CW. And Tay it, Diggs is in it. But they, they, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They take you into the soundstage, and it's like pretty much just a house, and you go through it, and it's just like a set that looks like the house that's in the show. Well, it is. It is the real set that they use. And then you leave and travel to another place where they have a friend's bistro. (laughs) And this is literally like just a cafe that looks like Central Park and a bunch of the apartments of the friend's cast. And I'm not kidding. Like the entire middle of this tour is just giant friend's gift shop and uh a gift shop and cafe do you is it the real cafe or is it like a fake it's just a recreation it's just a freak tourist thing yeah and then they then they have this weird exhibit that's attached that's like from script to screen and there's a bunch of interactive stuff where you can like mime yourself as dobby and harry potter and a lot of harry potter stuff by the way lot and you uh, can uh, take a photo opportunity on the Friends Central Park set again and the Big Bang Theory set. Again, it's like very weirdly like conforming to these old sitcoms that people would remember that shot on there and Warner Brothers owns. And then they have some like cool props. Uh, they have the sh- jerseys from Space Jam and Space Jam A New Legacy. <laughs> Kane from Citizen Kane. Yeah, exactly. And Batman's cowl from Batman Returns. Uh, Uh, Yeah. So this was like this was just a a a, what was? Wait a minute. So most of the tour was like not a tour. Most of the tour was exhibits, like a museum. Exactly. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I suppose that makes the tour element the current age, right? Yeah, the tour element. Lasted about, I'd say, like an hour, but how long was this it was, thing? Oh gosh, it was probably like two to three hours. Jesus, yeah. And the tour element is probably an hour, but honestly, I don't know. I kind of thought it was kind of a little boring. Uh, but uh, I did take a photo of <laughs> the part of it uh, outside the sound stages because you probably recognized it as we were just talking about the Fablemans. And this is where they shot the ending shot of the Fablemans. Yeah, I saw that. That's, that was pretty neat. That seems yeah. like it was all worth it. Future yeah, exactly. best picture winner, the Fablemans. Aw, and then it lost <laughs> that very evening. Mm. Uh, <laughs> did you find out where they were hiding close enough? Because I got through half of the first season. No. And, uh... <laughs> and then they took it away. No, I did not go into the server verse. Uh, where Don Cheadle is hiding all of the shows exactly that's Mm. where he has it on his little USB in there and I would have gone in I would have (laughs) I would have fought him to get uh, access to um, the Melissa McCarthy movie Super Intelligence and what is it the other one Uh, no that's a Rogan one yeah (laughs) American American Pickle Pickle. yeah well they they did take that one down that's so weird uh yeah so unfortunately no i wasn't able to visit algae rhythm that's what i would have done 
I'm like, you restore. Ooh. Where's Batgirl? And I would have fought LG, him. Who's Algie? Who's Algie? Is that Don Cheadle's character? That's name Don Cheadle's that character in there. Yeah. Oh my! I got I got through literally ten minutes of Space Jam <laughs> two. I got to the part where they're playing DS on the basketball court in the beginning. No, he's playing Bugs Bunny's Crazy Castle. Crazy Castle. Right? Yes. On Game, on Boy. Game Boy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then I got to the part where his son is playing basketball, and then um. I gave up. I turned it off. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't Do you take not it. know the plot of Space Jam: A New Legacy? I know that he goes to the serververse and has but to do you fight. Know, do you know how he goes to the serververse? I'm just, just going to ask you. I don't you. think so. I don't okay. remember. Wait. Okay. This is relevant. Here's the plot for Space Jam Two. LeBron James's son wants to go to computer camp because he wants to make video games. But LeBron is like, I don't want you to go. I want you to go to basketball camp and become a basketball star like me. And on the way to this basketball camp, he decides for some reason it has to take a detour and take his son with him to a meeting at Warner Brothers where an executive. Yeah, where executive says, hey, so LeBron, we've uh, teamed up with this AI that we're working with (laughs) already. Lovely. And this AI is working to integrate you into all of our properties. And he goes, wow, that sounds like a terrible idea. And then the algorithm, the AI gets pissed off and he's he's walking out of the Warner Brothers lot. And he goes and his son gets like really pissed off. So he like trudges down a hallway and he's like, come back, son. And then uh, like his... um, he goes accidentally winds up into the server room and that's where the AI zaps him into the computer. And it's the evil Warner brothers, artificial intelligence. And at the end of the movie, uh, Warner, uh, LeBron James comes out of the server verse, walks out onto the back lot, the Warner brothers back lot. And suddenly bugs bunny appears. So we're driving and we come upon this like parking structure and the, and the, she points out the tour guide puts out. And if you recognize over there, that's where LeBron James and bugs bunny appeared in space jam, a new legacy. And I just that, got the most deflating. Well, that is the most depressing thing. No one saw it. Everyone in that in that little bus had no clue what they were talking about. <laughs> so literally the entire plot of Space Jam and New Legacy is not only not only is it an advertisement for HBO Max, but it is also an advertisement for um what is it? Uh for the, the Warner Brothers tour. Warner Brothers like the, Warner Brothers yeah. movie tour. The Warner Brothers Studio Tour. Yeah, you've guaranteed I'm never going to this Warner Brothers tour. This just, just sounds miserable. Um, someone <laughs> in the Discord called me the cynical host, and I think it's really yes. been sitting with me. Yes, that's right. It's really I, been... I was having a good laugh. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Nice, got him." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all because I hate everything and like nothing. Right. Doesn't mean yeah. You know, I I these studio tours are interesting. It's hard because you want to find a way to strike a balance between actual interesting history or like meaningful studio tours and people work 
at these studios and also being interesting for a general public. Yeah. I think that's probably why Disney's the most successful with integrating D23 to their mm-hmm. studio tours because it guarantees right. that if you're going, you probably want to see something interesting. Um, right, and that was the interesting thing. I was like, you know, uh, you really can't do a studio tour unless like you're in D23 and you have to like buy this Adventures by Disney package for it. And right. I think it's because it might be a little smaller by Warner Brothers, it's like an entire like tourist destination thing. Well, yeah, the, uh, it's more right. intimate to do mm-hmm. a Disney tour. And especially with, with that, they can take you to places that as somebody who's spending the money. I mean, the money's too expensive, mm-hmm. but as somebody who's going to spend it, it guarantees that you'll probably be interested in the actual the day-to-day or as close as you can get right. to the day-to-day mm-hmm. here because right. it's a tourist thing they gotta have a harry potter section they gotta have central park you know it's exactly like, so after yeah. that then you have to take another t- tram bus over to finally the building that you started in and then you go through what is essentially a series of like interactive rooms based on their big ip so they have a wizarding world section a DC section and they have like a very, very, very small animation section, which was a little depressing. Uh, <laughs> and they got rid they, of all the animation. They, yeah, they, they uh, wrote it off for taxes. So. Mm-hmm. They have a little small, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They have a little small area for uh, Game of Thrones because of course they do. Because of course they do. Why wouldn't they? Uh, and you, there, there's like a bunch of props, but like the wizarding world section is the weirdest one because it's just, it's just nonstop photo ops and things that you would have to go online for and get a photo taken of. It was pretty pathetic. Uh, I would have yeah. to say it. And it's pretty embarrassing that it's still going on and people are like, I mean, the sorting hat thing, which is really lame. Like you have a sorting hat experience. And literally, it's just a hat. And it's not like the one at Universal where it's like, it's actually like an animatronic and it moves. No, it's just a hat suspended in the air and you go on a stool and you're underneath it and somebody takes your photo of it. And that's it. Yeah, it's like, I guess you can't blame tour people who are going to tourists for wanting to do something that makes like their kids happy and they just go home and say, remember when we did the Harry Potter kind of experience? Like, that's sweet. But at the same time, it's just so hacky for warner brothers to be doing these weird hyper ip'd interactions and things like that especially when the warner brothers lot is so historic but i'm guessing tides are just shifting they can do like a last of us section next time (laughs) i wish oh my gosh that'd be cool the only thing that was really kind of neat was that there's an entire area that recreates the bat cave and there's an entire like video wall where it's just nothing but all these Batman vehicles, which was hmm. neat. Like that, that was kind of neat. And they had some of like the original like Batmobiles from some of the movies that I grew up with, which was fun. And and so I, I kind of liked that, but that's pretty. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty much at, it. I, yeah. Did they have like the Tumblr from the the Dark Knight in there or no? No, uh, no, the Tumblr was not there, but the like oh, okay. the Burton Batman stuff was in there. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, uh, the and they had the Mister Freeze costume from Batman and Robin. That made me happy. Yeah, for like what is it, sixty bucks or something like that? Oh, that's what I'm about to talk about. Okay. So what, you're, what did you're thinking, what did you you're do? thinking yeah. it costs sixty dollars, right? 
Maybe. Yeah, and sure. Yes. What if I were to tell you it's more than that? It's $69. And that's really the problem I had with it. I thought it was very overpriced. Uh, I'm looking here at the pricing. It's interesting. So, okay, wait, wait, wait. Maybe, wait, this is weird. Okay, I'm looking. There's a bunch of different. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different versions where it's like more deluxe and. Well, there's also a tour focused on the classic movies. Yes, there is. Okay, so you, you did the basic tour, right? Yeah, I did the basic tour. Okay. Do you know what happens when you purchase the other tiers? Like, I literally uh, do not know. It, there's, okay. there's like descriptions I know. Yeah, because but... the classic tour, all of them seem to include Central Perk, including the classic tour, which is very weird. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, because it's, I think it's <laughs> because it's a, it's a chokehold point and it has bathrooms and it also has oh. the script to screen uh, exhibit attached that has some classic stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Cause yeah, it, okay. It's the bathrooms. I guarantee you that's why. Yeah. I, I shouldn't be so cynical perhaps uh, in the case. Okay. Wow. The deluxe, <laughs> the deluxe tour includes lunch at central perk mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and like a screening room. Okay. I'm looking at all these new, these other options. It's like right. a $300 option. Uh, this one includes God. access to the prop house. And uh, I think a full fine dining at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three-hour guided tour, the prop department, lunch at the commissary, uh, six hours for that tour. So, yeah, yeah, it, it does seem like there are there are tours that maybe, if you're willing to shell out a couple bucks, will mm-hmm. be more oriented towards the actual workings of the studio than the base mm-hmm. tour. Right. So when you went on this, this the base tour though, as seeming like, like you're saying, um, feels like a, I don't know, like a children's museum or something like that. Like a lot of interactive exhibits. Yeah. And, and it definitely is. I wouldn't say it's a children's museum. It uh, felt more like it's, it was redesigned to be probably way more Instagram friendly. Yeah, that's and, true. It does seem like yeah, it's photo friendly. And there's there's a lot more like interactive stuff, but that's really it was very photo op heavy. And mm. despite some neat stuff, I thought it was very overpriced. The one thing that is very cool is that you get to like the the start of the tour is in this very, very new sleek lobby. It has like a Starbucks, it has uh and this really nice store full of like merchandise though the saddest thing was like they have an entire little area for like animation like the and it's like the harry potter portion in stores like twice the size because of course it yeah. is and the animation stuff is like looney tunes but it's also sharing a little bit with rick and morty don't you hell yes <laughs> yeah hell yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's like oh, this this feels right this definitely feels right. Get your Justin Bugs Bunny right next to, to right next to the the predator. Thank you. Uh, the predator but, isn't the predator. Fought. I I think that I'm joking. You know no, what I'm predator not. I'm talking. About. Uh, I I think that naturally Warner Brothers is dipping into all of these IPs um, really extensively. So obviously. Yeah, it's not surprising that the age of the old Warner Brothers stores are are long, long dead. Um, but we can have a long extend to talk about whether the Looney Tunes are still relevant or not. Yeah, that's that's a great question. I don't know. Uh, we've we've had this talk before, though. When we, we did that Islands of Adventure uh, right. Cartoon World one, we definitely had to talk about that before. But boy, were the Looney Tunes not part of the conversation on this tour. 
That's but all, folks. At the, well, at least, at the very least, the parking garage was all themed to Looney Tunes. So thank God, you know, I parked. <laughs> I parked at Tweety Three. That's probably because they haven't like uh, renovated the parking garage yeah. in the past <laughs> two decades. You could take your photo of a statue of Bugs and Daffy and then just the tour. But <laughs> Wait, really? It's like Hershey yeah. Park. Yeah, I should. I should have asked them. It's like uh, I should have put my like a freaking dork i should have waved, waved my hands like hi where was the termite terrorist hmm? huh anybody what the hell is that what is that's this? where what chuck is... jones that's where chuck jones and all of his uh fellow animation personnel made all the looney tunes like nicknamed called... the termite terrorist was there termites <laughs> was... i don't know why it was called the termite terrorist i'm sure like an animation nerd would be able to like tell you why Yes, someone will post it to yeah. Unbuilt Discord. That's my this job today. This is why Chuck Jones called it that. You know, and I'll be like, <laughs> in my head low, I'm sorry. I didn't know why it's called the Termite Terrace. But I should have It's some racist asked. thing now. Now that oh, you, no. now that you said not. it, it's some I racist. I hope not. What is Frizz Freeling doing? No. I didn't Talk know that's it. what he meant. Talk about Eddie World. Talk about Eddie World now. Yeah. Oh, Eddie World uh, on my way back. So Eddie World, did we mention Eddie World in the past on this podcast? I'm sure we've mentioned Eddie we World. We probably before. did. It's it's a tourist trap in Yermo, California, between California and Vegas. And it's just a restaurant and uh, restroom stop. That's a stretch. Restaurant is a stretch. If a little, little diner, little eats, little snacks. And a restroom. You got yeah, yeah, that's not a stretch. It is a restroom stop. And that's it has gas. True. It has gas and overpriced gas. Yeah. yeah. For Cal- <laughs> even for California, Eddie World gas is expensive. Actually, it wasn't not that bad compared to California. Oh. It was only four ninety nine. Holy shit. And it was are you kidding me? You know how much it was in California? It was like five fifty. So oh my God. not that bad. Uh but the 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 place on the way back uh completely lost power and it was fun. Uh, but anyways, uh, that was at the end of my stay. Uh, uh, so I, I got back from the Warner Brothers studio tour and caught the Oscars, which was just happening just down the road. And uh, we talked about that earlier. It sucked. It was boring. Uh, but at least All Quiet well, on the Western Front didn't win Best Picture. I, what do you mean at least All Quiet on the Western Front didn't win Best Picture? It looked like that would have been the worst one. That would have been a worse outcome than Everything Everywhere All at Once winning. Um, Triangle Sadness would have been a worst win. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. I, from what I understand. No vomiting for you. <laughs> Did you see it? I know of it. I haven't seen it, but I know there's a lot of vomit scenes. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, uh, yeah. The guy won the Palm Door twice in a row, which yeah. seems like it's <laughs> whoever can do that's probably annoying as hell. <laughs> so the next day, I visited Universal Studios Hollywood on a Monday, and it was the first day of spring break, and the park sold out. Um, I went to visit Damn. for Super Nintendo World. It got an early access ticket and was down there by uh, 8 a.m. And so Nintendo, uh, how to approach this? Uh, what do you know about Super Nintendo World? Just ask. At this point, pretty much everything. <laughs> okay. At this point, like I, I tried to not learn anything when it was only open in Japan, but just by osmosis, mm-hmm. I know basically everything. Okay. What, um, what are your What are your outside opinions on it? My outside opinions are that well, it's actually kind of weird. It's been uh, I've been following it for so long that I just feel like 
it can't surprise me at this point. But okay. at the very my current like feelings, having not experienced it, uh, are that I think it's an idea that seemingly works better in Japan. And why is um, that? Because number one, because of upkeep. Number okay. two, because of co- uh, tourist tendencies in America, we tend to just flood shit, <laughs> with, and, and we we don't have that same desire for. I don't know. I've seen Japan crowds at theme. No, parks. it's true, but I don't think we yeah. have that same desire for standing around as people do in Japan. So in America, mm-hmm. I think we like to flood specific things. Okay, like, you know, in in this is purely uh, conjecture. But it does feel sometimes that like there's a reason why that Baymax thing that's currently happening in Tokyo. Have you heard about this? Oh yes, I know what you're talking about. Where there's like people dancing, who are crowding yes. around the Baymax whip ride dancing, and like dancing. massive crowds. And, and the thing is that the ride operators have created their own special dances, and they dance, and then the onlookers like copy the dance. Oh, is that really what it is? That's that's what it is. Yeah. So the it's ride so operators have created their own dances, and the onlookers have copied said dances, and they dance along with it. That's so interesting because the crowds mm-hmm. are like rave sizes; they're massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so weird. Anyways, the reason why that won't happen in America is because I think our like case of FOMO is too big. Like, if you're not on the newest, the big an attraction, right. like a named attraction, mm-hmm. probably won't stand around. Okay. Um, so, with regard to Nintendo, I have a lot of outside opinions. Apparently, it seems like the principle of just dawdling around the area not mm-hmm. only is it bigger i think in japan i think it's bigger if i remember correctly i don't think it's one no, to one it it's is one to one much bigger in japan okay is I that what you were saying bigger in japan yeah, bigger in japan in... Yeah, yeah yeah that's that's yeah. correct yes mm-hmm. uh so so there's there's less room for dawdling but i also don't think we tend to dawdle as much having been to avengers campus it's just dead in the middle and then you know people are in the uh going to the 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 name characters and stuff like that anyways that is a hesitation that I, I'm kind of worried about with America, um, that there's like people are just going to rush to the big attractions and it's going to be a hell nightmare mess. Um, yeah. But besides that, I don't know. It seems cute and very small. It, it lacks the the other dark ride. So it's just the big ride. Right. And then the the, the power band experiences. I want to pick your brain a bit on this. Um, so I'll just mention this very briefly. I don't know how the power band experiences are managed here in the States, but I can imagine it being a nightmare. Okay. And it just seems like a fire hazard. <laughs> the one in Hollywood seems like an absolute fire hazard because the of how park was a fire hazard. So tell me it's 8 a.m. and you walk into Super Nintendo World and you purchased an early access ticket, correct? Mm-hmm. What is this? What does it look like? Okay. You go in and they first off, they're like going like, hey, just to let you know, if you leave the land and you don't get a virtual line to come back, if you need to leave the land for any much reason, you are screwed, period. It's like you're not getting back in unless you book one. They said that to you as you were entering, perhaps? Pretty much, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So you have to go into the app and you have to book a virtual time back to go in so i'm standing there thinking i want to go back at night so that's when i book it and so i booked it for like 5 15 and what i didn't know was that the rest of the park was going to be hell on earth and this is my experience at universal studios hollywood and the thing that i can think of is that they made a few insane miscalculations okay So 
here's the thing. You go into Super Nintendo World, and at first, absolutely cool. Very, very cool. It's so well done. It's immaculate. Everything is super kinetic. You know, you have all these animatronics moving and uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're keeping it up. Nothing's broken. Seemingly Very early. Yeah, it is. So you go, uh, and then of course the first thing you want to do is Mario Kart. So I go in, I do the Mario Kart ride. Things about the Mario Kart ride. The, uh, queue is absolutely incredible and massive. I mean, like we're talking an insanely massive queue. You go in and the first part of the queue is themed to Yoshi's Island right. from Super Mario World 2. And it is like having nostalgia directly injected into your veins. But it is truly astounding how big this queue is. So then you go into Bowser's Castle and there's a few rooms there. And there's this kind of neat parallax effect with these like bomb making machines and mm. then you go into a pre-show room which is, has like no voiceover and it's kind of confusing and easy to bypass then uh, that tells you exactly how to work the ride and the ride is uh, are, are you familiar with the, what the ride is at all yeah from what i understand and this is you can correct me if i'm wrong but it's like a it's a dark ride with AR uh, elements and yes. you have a light controller that can in or interact with the AR characters. And maybe, I don't know if it can interact with any of the physical stuff. But. Okay. So this is how it works. You're given these Mario caps, these Mario caps go on you and they, you, they, you screw it onto the, on your head to adjust for the um, whiff of it. So it fits sug- snugly on your head. You get into your Mario Kart. It's the Mario Kart is a dark ride vehicle. It seats two uh, in the front row and two in the back row. You go in and everybody has a steering wheel. And just below the steering wheel is there is a little visor. And you just magnetically clip the visor to uh, just under your cap. And the visor is essentially two plates of Google Glass. And this glass projects the AR elements uh, onto uh, the rest of the set. And Mm. if you look down, if you look down at your steering wheel, you get a display that shows how many shells you have and how many coins you have. And on the steering wheel, which can go, of course, go left and right, there are also two little buttons that are meant to fire shells. So you go in and it starts, and it's a slow-moving dark ride through these very... Very neat, practical sets that mix uh, animatronics and screens. And over it, overlay, is a bunch of drivers. So Mario Kart drivers. And the idea is that you're either on team, you're on team Mario and you're working to beat team Bowser. And this is where it gets really confusing. The AR is not perfect. Uh, number one, you're wearing this visor and the visor has a very clear peripheral, uh, endpoint. So it doesn't go around your full periphery, but what I thought about, and I really started thinking about it, it's like, that is strange that it doesn't go through your periphery. And I was like, oh wait, the visor is the same size for everybody. And this is what like dawned upon me. And I was like, oh my God, 
They didn't make this for adults. They they made made this for children. So if you're a child, this visor is going through your entire peripheral vision because you have a smaller face. You have a narrower uh, range of field of vision. So because you're smaller and your head is smaller, the glass is completely filling your entire vision. So not only that, but like also like it it was a little transparent and stuff like that. But again, it's very much made for children more than it's made for adults. Right. And that's how a lot of the land felt that was very, very geared towards children more and less so adults, which is ironic because I think that adults in some part are getting a little bit more out of it because they have the nostalgia more than the children do. But the children that were there were loving it, like absolutely having a blast, like the best day ever. I, so I don't know not, about that. Yeah, nostalgia I don't know, man. Thing. Oh, oh, okay. Then you're I think, funny about I think the nostalgia. That, yeah. No, I was going to push back and say that with, with the exclusion of Yoshi, uh, Yoshi's Island, which I, I will concede, no kid knows what the hell that is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I do think that like generally a majority of this seems like it's themed after Mario Kart 8 and Super Mario 3D World and maybe yeah, New Super Mario right Brothers. Mm-hmm. So the kids, yes. so kids, like it's a good point. Mario Wii came out in 2009. Holy shit. That was when I was a kid. So I guess, mm-hmm. wow, man, maybe you're right. Maybe there is like a weird <laughs> bit of uh, disconnect there. Yeah. Um, because I, th- I think kids, especially when the movie comes out, I think that is probably going to like. Yeah, really. If the kids needed like a source of, you know, touch base before mm-hmm. coming to this land. I seem like the movie is going to really do right. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so you get in there and uh, the, the, you're, you're supposed to use your head to aim. So you're using your head. The problem is, is that you're using, so you get like, you get the little blocks When you get the blocks, you get shells. You don't get any other thing. Like you don't get the lightning bolt and something. Right. You don't get any other items. You get shells. And the idea is that you're supposed to be hitting the Koopas, the Koopalings. You're not supposed to be hitting Mario and the other characters, but it's so hard to focus just on the Koopalings. But at the exact same time, you're supposed to be following the track and steering to drift, drift. And you follow the track, the steer. When the arrows show up, that's when you're supposed to turn and drift. As the same time that you're 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 like mashing the buttons. So there is no opportunity to like sink in and really like relish this no so do you're... these wheels lift off of the cart or are they locked down they're locked down okay yeah, it's it's it is not like an Indiana Jones adventure it it is just moves it spins mm-hmm. so it spins with your oh, like, I'm sorry I, I mean down. the the driving wheels like the wheels that you you use are they like are they do they lift off like a gun or are no, they locked down no, to they're the, locked okay. down they're like a steering wheel and then you 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 press these buttons on there like like little shooters do 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 and then that's how you shoot the shells so this is fascinating oh my goodness okay yay i get to be a loser and you'll know exactly <laughs> what i mean here because you're also a nintendo loser um in the most mm-hmm. endearing way yeah this is so it's you're what you're saying is like spot on it makes a lot of sense 
it's weird because you're con- the way you're aiming isn't with like a reticle. It's with your head. Yes. Right? Cause so when you say it's your head, do you mean the rotation of your head or like leaning left and right? No, no, no. Literally you have to rotate your head. You, right. So you can't, you can't move your eyes. You actually have to physically move your head. Right. So if you see, for instance, Iggy to the left, you have to, you have to look at your him. head to the left, look directly at him and then aim and then right. shoot. And, and yet, you want to look at Mario who's driving and you want to look at the track, but you can't mm-hmm. do that because aiming is controlled around the looking, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is exactly, this is funny because I wonder how much, mm-hmm. I don't know how much input Miyamoto had on this, Yeah, but I, it, it's so funny because it's exactly the mess that happened when he helped produce Star Fox Zero on Wii U. Oh, yeah. <laughs> where the okay. input doesn't match. Have you played Star Fox Zero? No, I've heard of it. Do you I know what the, the control problem is? No, I don't. Okay, uh, so uh, let me know. Long story short, the the game is played on the gamepad and the television. Now, the television mm-hmm. features a view similar to Star Fox 64, so it's like an on-the-rails space shooter. The gamepad is a cockpit view that is controlled by oh, the gyro. I the see. The problem is, is that on the because of the way they designed the game, the aiming reticle in Star Fox 64, for example, is one to one. Like you just move the stick and you go there. In mm. the Wii U, the aiming reticle isn't exact; it's incredibly inexact, and you have to look mm-hmm. down at the gamepad to aim the. Uh, you have to look down at the cockpit to move the reticle for precision aiming for any aiming. But yeah. then you can't see the top screen because then you can't move. So you have to look back up at the top screen to move, but then you can't mm-hmm. shoot. So you have to look back at the bottom screen. And there's this uh, weird oscillation where you never yeah. have this one-to-one between what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and how you have to play the game. And that's the thing. They try to mitigate this with a little arrow in your AR goggles telling you, hey, mm-hmm. steer left, steer right, steer left, right. steer right. So that way you can do that as like secondhand nature. But again, you know, it's and, yeah. and the I think the worst part of it, and I'm saying like this is like a bad ride, and I don't think it is. I think it is a very, very ambitious and right. advanced ride that is probably ch- attempting too much at once and is also probably not quite there yet. And the good news is I think they could always like advance the AR. Like they can yeah, always update I, that. But I, and that, that's the thing. I also thought the AR was kind of transparent and a little uh kind of a little not great um my my little armchair game design here like my armchair game design first idea is that if nintendo is so good at gyro aim you would create it so that you could lift the uh the wheel off of the the cart such that it's like there's a a wire there's a reason why they want so why is it tied to the cart the reason why it's tied to the cart is it's attached to your lap bar and it's oh, attached well, to lap bar, mean, so it's yeah, yeah. And the we'll reason like why it's, oh, I see what you're saying to do the yeah. Buzz Lightyear. I also think it helps tying it down because it's it helps like uh, mitigate the movement because if yeah, you were turning it a different way, yeah, it would be it's just easier when it's fixed. And because it seems like that. you should be able to, it seems like what you should be able to do is you should be able to have something in your hands that mm-hmm. can create like an AR uh, target just in the same way that when you hold up, like I was saying, I guess before the Wii U gamepad to the television. Oh uh, yeah. And, and that's the, yeah. So uh, remember that the, the, 
shooter is also on right the steering wheel itself so right. i, so I how- see what you're saying is that it, instead of using your head there needs to be something that's a little bit well, you more could use your head to like move mm-hmm. literally actually it would be the equivalent to the wii u gamepad yeah. where you could use your head to move the camera but mm-hmm. there would be just like mario fires the star bits or right. a gyro aimed cursor that you could move the cursor and you could see exactly where it's pointing because right. it does seem, and I had this problem with um, web slingers. So I'm curious as to oh, if it's the same oh, problem. Okay, I know exactly what you're saying. There should be there should be some sort of like object in your AR to show you your exact aim. I, I see yeah, what exactly you're like a little target. Exactly, it, yeah. But I haven't w- mentioned the worst part. So the worst oh. part is the fact that on Buzz Lightyear, you get unlimited shots, right? On yeah. web slingers, oh. unlimited webs. <laughs> right. That's the problem with this. You don't get unlimited shells. Mm. So you have to pretty much look at it. Sometimes it will give you it by default, but you have to look at the uh, a like a, a question block and aim your last shell at it to get more shells. And that's, I think, the most the, the most difficult part about it is that you're trying to aim and in that difficulty you're not going to be super accurate but you're only given like 10 shells at a time so mm. of course you're going to immediately use them all and you're going right, to find exactly. yourself yeah because you're like, spamming probably right just like mm-hmm. the way that you spam in any kind of like midway yeah. mania like if you ran out of pies <laughs> yeah exactly so that was my big that's my biggest like note about it it's like get rid of this i get why they do the blocks and stuff like that because it's in the game and you don't always get like unlimited chills in the game and i'm like but the thing is is that if i lose at mario kart i can always start another like you know start another game here you have to literally go back and wait 200 minutes (laughs) so uh, i don't know what I think they're trying to gamify it as much as possible, but it's just, it doesn't fully work for me. If you know what I'm saying? Game developers naturally, I imagine they were probably super big on like risk versus reward. And Mm -hmm. uh, uh, the way that you structure a a challenge to be difficult and to be compelling. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is that you're right. When you're making a theme park attraction, some of the tenets of game design are important, but the other part is that you, you really have to like make it incredibly engaging mm-hmm. game design is sometimes punishing. Like you punish somebody very lightly, you know, for yeah. wasting all their ammo. So you create like a cons- conservation thing in theme parks. You can't really punish people because they're learning the tools as they're playing it for the first exactly. time. Exactly. And that, and that goes back to the, uh, that, that goes back to the, uh, smugglers run conversation. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because with smugglers run, as we all know, the uh, the attraction was originally supposed to be more intuitive, but then they made it more on the rails because people were having more and more difficulty with it. Right. And you, just your point, and that I think is also why they just they haven't done the more missions yet. They're just so scared to do it. People probably aren't ready, to be honest. People aren't ready, exactly. It, it, it's interesting because if you, and again, these are very broad assumptions, but naturally, mm-hmm. like if you're, let's say you're in Japan, right? Let's say I'm 
Nintendo. And I'm thinking, well, we designed this game such that when you take an excursion over to, is it, it's in Tokyo, right? Is uh, It's in Osaka. Or, Osaka. So I, back in my mind, I knew it was Osaka and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'll just <laughs> I mean, say it's Disney Tokyo. is Tokyo. That's right. Is Osaka. Yeah. So, it, but like you can, I think that with a, I don't know, with a, a more interconnected transit system or like hubs of people, you yeah. can make a thought like, oh, I'll go visit universal you can imagine frequencies a bit higher in america especially with the number of people going to hollywood you're going to get on mario kart once maybe twice a trip and you're probably never going to get back to california unless you're living in california or Um, which you'll be able to ride in in oh well dear uh, christ have mercy on my soul (laughs) when that opens in florida like i (laughs) they'll have to like do multiple tracks or something like that it's just not this is just going to be an absolute people sir well like the, people the good news is that love mario kart. remember it's opening with an entirely new theme park it's mario kart i know that's true Mar- that's true that's the thing is like no matter what theme park you could put this ride in any theme park of in the entire world in the entire globe and it would be a mm-hmm. people sink it's mario yeah. kart right you know you're like, right and then they're thinking like oh well, we're gonna put a donkey kong ride and people are gonna go to that instead if you think no one knows what Yoshi's Island is, no one knows what Donkey Kong is. Oh, everybody knows what Donkey He's in the movie. Come on. They know who Donkey Kong is, but they don't know the minecarts and Donkey yes, Kong. Yes, they do. It's a very popular <laughs> game. Uh, you think that people are more likely to know Donkey Kong Country than Yoshi's Island? Yes, I actually would agree with that. Oh, yes. this guy. I this, <laughs> How many times a week do we have this argument about the exact same? <laughs> no one We're knows what Donkey Kong poll. Country is. Donkey Kong Country versus Super Mario World 2. Just, okay, think about a child, right? Like, yeah. Think about a, a, just a child. A child, I think, is so much more likely to have played, not Mario World 2, but like Yoshi's Woolly World. Than, Yoshi's Crafted World. And that game sucks, but they <laughs> they... They're, they're, I think they're more likely to like. I think Yoshi's like immediate. Whatever, whatever. Screw yeah. this. When the movie comes out, all the kids will know who Donkey Kong is. Yes, I I only see so many Yoshis. I am Yoshi's my favorite character, so I'm just really like, yeah. It is. Yeah, mm-hmm. I bought a plush Yoshi at Super Nintendo World. Yoshi uh, sucks. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so that's that's Mario Kart. Now for the rest of the land. The rest of the land is a bunch of mini games and meeting gates. Uh, this is probably the land's biggest family, not because the mini games are bad. Mini games are quite fun, but there's not enough of them. In Japan, there's like six or seven mini games. Here, there's only four, plus the Bowser Jr. finale. Did you do so, the Bowser Jr. finale? Oh, I did everything, sir. I did everything. Ah, good, good man. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I did all four mini games. The mini games are ranging from more difficult to insanely easy. But the problem is, of course, that everything has a twenty-minute wait, and it's for a fifteen-second game. So you oh, get the really? Problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty mm-hmm. crazy considering you can only do these mini games if you buy the power-up game. Power Up Band is $40 a pop. So all of these people wow. have bought Power Up Bands. I mean, we're in Universal. the money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Universal is just cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So the first game is called, is the, Piranha, the first game is the Piranha Plant game where there's a bunch of, it's like a thorny patch and there's a Piranha Plant. And you have to quell it to sleep by turning off all these alarm clocks. So, 
and they're all going off, going off, going off. And then you really want to do this with a group. So I did this with a group, uh, just asked to go into a group and we all did it and we won. Uh, the next one is the, uh, the timer, the shell timer. So the shell is going back and forth between these two pipes and there's a, a bunch of POW blocks and you have to hit the POW block at the exact same right time to have the shell go up out of the pipe. So that's the second one. The third one is the Goomba one. And this one's very easy. This one is basically you have to crank this uh, spinning wheel to get this Goomba up and walking about. And that's it. Like, it's super easy. Only like children, which is really sad to watch a child like eat it and fail. Because then you, you get have to, to do it again. If you go to the back of the line, you go to the back of the line. So I I did see a few children cry. Oh, so I'm just saying that. Just that is the worst part. It's like they he child cannot crank this because he doesn't have the strength enough to do it. Because you know it's a fairly easy crank, but for a little kid, it's kind of hard. Sure. Yeah, and it's like oh, oh my god. Uh, then there's the thwomp one, which is indoors. And you go in and there's like this video screen wall and you have to um, there's uh, I think like in one of the Mario 3D worlds, there's like the blue switches that turn into yellow and flip over pretty much this uh, kind of the same idea. You have to get all of the switches to the correct color and three times the thwomp will like go in and then switch them all back again. You have to quickly hurry. And that was another one you need to do like with a group. Mm -hmm. And apparently all three of these have like a difficulty setting. Like there's one where like the crank is like much harder to push to crank. And then like where the, the, the timing is more difficult uh, because the shells are moving faster and they then there's still like, let the kids yeah. lose them. They still I don't had know. A, I think they you had have a... to request. You have to request the hard mode. And that's the thing. Oh, okay. So you, yeah. there's no easy mode. I would have thought that they would just like there, naturally kind of. There's an easy mode and there's a hard mode. But it's naturally on easy mode is what you're saying? Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see. So each time you do one of these games, you earn a key. And you only have to earn three of these. So you can you can lose on one and still be able to do the Bowser Jr. thing. So you go into this Bowser Jr. like little castle. And this is a game that can be played with like 10 people. And so you, it's 10 people gather in this room that's this big video wall and you see your silhouette and using your silhouette, you like um, you're trying to defeat Bowser Jr. Who's on like the, that little balloon clown balloon thing. Yeah. And the, you're like yeah. bouncing like shells and stuff like that falling onto you. And you like hit it with your hand to like hit him. Mm. And it's, it's really fun. And that like, like wins the entire land for you because like there's this plot line where Bowser Jr. has stolen the golden mushroom from princess peach and stuff like that. It has its own little Mario storyline. So those are the games and they're a lot of fun. Again, it's like 20 minutes though for each of mm. them. Then there's toadstool cafe, which you have to book up early. You will not get into Toadstool Cafe if you do not book it by 10 a.m. Toadstool Cafe, the first, when I tried to go in it, I had a 10 a.m. reservation and the fire alarm went off. Oh, and that Jesus. shut everything off and I had to wait 40 minutes to get inside. 
So finally I get inside and it's very cute. The thing that pissed me off was is that they did not allow you to make modifications because they're trying to get through this as quickly as possible. So they're not allowing modifications at this time. So I settled on getting a kid's meal with a uh, spaghetti that had a garlic knot, a little uh, prize cookie, and the prize block tiramisu. And they serve it at your table. I got a table right next to this window where you can look into the toads making food. And it's very cute that one time uh, the lights in the restaurant dim and throughout the window, like Bowser's airship comes and touches down and a bunch of bullet bills start chasing the toads throughout the restaurant. And you can hear the Super Mario Brothers 3 battle theme you know dun, dun, dun. yeah the, the airships yeah the airship theme so that's a lot of fun uh the food was all right i like the food uh the tiramisu was the best part that was like little bread golden blocks and you used that to eat the tiramisu and then i got a little golden coin which was an oreo cookie deep fried really mm. really cool uh and I had a good time at Toadstool Cafe. And you said people got sick there? Oh, I just heard that the food was like not the best. <laughs> like that I, it was kind of, it was just like kind of shitty fast food. But I mean, I guess it's, it's, it's you know, what do you it's, expect? It's, yeah, it's, it's theme park, uh, theme park food with an Instagram filter touch, I would say. Mm. But the tiramisu was actually really good, though. I just wanted to say that. It really mm. was. So, don't you have to go to Toadstool Cafe just just to experience it and experience some of the food because it's very interesting and fun. Uh, I did uh, wait in line for Mario and Luigi, and the thing is that you have to show up twenty minutes before they come out to get to get a spot in line to see them. Like it's yeah. that popular to meet Mario and Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then on final thing is on top of the uh, land itself are these AR binoculars where you can look in and like um, look over the land and it has AR filter elements on it. And there's like a hidden thing where it's like a Super Mario Galaxy one where Rosalina is there oh, okay. uh, and you go into space and that's cute. And you see Luna and that's fun. Overall, the biggest problem that I had with the place is that it's not big enough. And when you exit the land, you wish you never exited. Because as busy as it might be in the land, the park was horrific. So horrific. Remember how I was talking about uh, a month or two ago? We did a Not Built Anymore. We did it on those two shows that were at Super um... at Universal Studios Hollywood. The yes. animal show and the special effects show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. This was a, yeah, yeah. Well, turns out that was a problem to close them because everybody is just waiting. They're, they just, they're waiting to go into Super Nintendo World. And, mm. you know, I got on, Super, on Mario Kart three times because I did single rider twice. But then I returned at 5.15 and I could not get in the single rider anymore. They just closed it off because it got too busy. And it was closed for the rest of the night. They're like, no more. And the line was 200 minutes long. And I still kind of wished 
I would have been like, I don't know, maybe it would have been better being in that line because the rest of the park was pure misery. Like everything had a two hour wait. Everything, all the food lines were miserably long. The the lower lot, the I, I have photos of how crowded it was. It was absolutely awful. Like it needed this park needed more capacity so badly. But the thing that was the biggest spit in the face was the fact that the two theaters that they closed down back in January were just sitting there vacant and not touched. It wasn't as if it was like, I would have been fine with, oh, we're demolishing it and we're making it room for something new that will get more people and uh, soak up more capacity. And it's not like that. It's just sitting there. They're sitting there taunting me and going, well, we could have made this stay a lot more bearable, but we didn't. Mm. So and they just, that, I guess, didn't want to pay for people to run it? Or I, I, it just I, seems I, like I there know. must have been some budgetary thing. Must yeah, have been, but, yeah. That's unfortunate. But, uh, it was like, but it, it was such a miserable day outside of there. And yeah, it was the first day of spring break, but oh boy, it was not great. Like they, they opened this thing did not judge its popularity and oversold the park. I think badly to the point. How do you not understand the popularity of a fucking Mark? Pardon me. A Mario Kart ride. (laughs) What is the, it doesn't take millions of dollars of research optics to tell that people are probably going to come see the Mario ride. Right. Actually real question. Is this uh, to our, to our viewers actually to me, is this worth making a trip or is it just not significant enough? If you're a Nintendo fan, absolutely take the trip. Okay. I'm not joking. Like, if you're a Nintendo fan, it's worth it. Just know that your experience, number one, get that early access ticket as, as soon as it's available. Get mm. that early access ticket because that will really help. Two, and I cannot recommend this enough, if you're tempted at all to go into the rest of the park, I don't know. Make sure you've done everything you want to first, because when you get back in, you might not be able to do very much. Those early access tickets. Are you saying like uh, like early access for the whole park or does that include just Nintendo, Nintendo World or just Nintendo? Oh, really? So they're selling. So, yeah. oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. You get in a Nintendo an hour early. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like, they're like $20. Yeah, it's 20 bucks, okay. but it sells out very, very quick. I think yeah, they only the... like give away like a thousand and that's hmm. it. Yeah. So like they let a th- like probably like 500 to 1000 people in, which is pretty low capacity, but uh, it at least gives you a start. You said it's an gives hour you, early. Yeah, an hour early. Mm-hmm. It gives you a really nice start and you get on pr- things pretty quickly in a good time. Now, that's what I would recommend if you're a Nintendo fan. If you're not a Nintendo fan, if you're just a theme park fan and you can wait, wait. Give it a year. Just just give it a year. And that's what I would highly recommend. Do not do not come to Universal Studios Hollywood unless you are super obsessed with Nintendo right now. Just just wait it out. Wait it out and let it get less popular. But I think this is going to be extremely popular for years to come. Yeah. Uh Universal's hit a home run. So good for them. But dear God, you they need more capacity in that park. They really they over, they underestimated what they have there. So that, that's what I'll say about that. Uh, before we move on to Disney, any more questions about Universal and Nintendo? 
Um, how, was there anything interesting in the rest of the park? <laughs> ah, no, I still like that Secret Life's a Pets ride. That's that's cute. Yeah. Uh, and on the studio tour, I found out Rolly Crump died, which was sad. Mm. By the way, rest in peace, Rolly Crump. You were a great Imagineer. Thank you for everything that you have given us. That is my uh, ode to Rolly Crump uh, six, over 60 minutes into this podcast. <laughs> You got to it eventually. <laughs> yeah, I'm like on my phone, like just looking up like something. And then I'll like get the, the tweet from Jeff Heimlich. And I'm like, no, as like pe- we're about to go into the King Kong thing. And I'm like, just like trying to hold back tears as we're like ch- shaking and rocking and King Kong 360. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you have anything to say about Rolly Crump? Nothing that you haven't just said. I mean, it, was, it was incredibly sad uh, yeah. news, but it was 93 years. Great life. Yeah, it's a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Okay. And I hope they uh, build a museum in the world and tribute to him. Yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, that'll happen. <laughs> okay. So Disney, not much to say here. Uh, the thing was, number one, it rained the entire day, which sucked. Uh, mm. My shoes were soaked, and that sucked. Runaway Railway, uh, once again, the queue rules, and uh, the ride is uh, good. Uh, weirdly enough, the bench seats are a little shorter, so it's kind of a little uncomfortable compared to Florida. Um, but uh, the yeah, but uh, I thought a lot of the effects worked a little bit more. I'm not sure. I think that they might have fixed the goofy animation at the end where he's like uh going how do you picnickers because he used to look towards the left and now he, he looked like, the wrong way right he, he now, he with looks, relation to... now he looks direct head on and but not by i'm saying like like kind of faces the back of the locomotive uh-huh. as if he's like facing them head on more so i think they might have okay. fixed it i'm not sure again very cute different layout a little bit smaller in the rooms here and there uh as opposed to florida uh the gift shop is fantastic and they just unveiled did you see the thing that they unveiled with the trackless cars yeah i did i I saw that you were already looking to spend all your money on i know they didn't have it when i was there thank god because i would have spent it i would have been like oh no i must have this yeah, it, it, it it's funny. We live in an age where it's no longer the butt of the joke that there's a gift shop, but perhaps one of the most interesting <laughs> interesting things that have opened. We and, and, really all become yeah. consumers. And I love how, like, in this Toontown, it has jokes. It's funny. Like, there's a sign in the gift shop saying, uh, warning, the light in the end of this tunnel might be a speeding train. Uh, <laughs> like, lots of little funny gags and posters and jokes like that. The queue is so funny and wonderful. Uh, you know, Florida, eat your heart out. I'm sorry. Mm. And they released photos. Did you see the photos of the new Toontown coming up? What do you mean of the new? T- oh, oh, oh! Uh, no, actually, I didn't see that. I saw you a didn't map see today, it? but I guess it didn't like it didn't click to me. Is that the rest of Toontown? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, they released photos sense. of it, and like you can meet Pete. I did see that. I did see mm-hmm. that Pete will be there, and he actually looks pretty good. Um, it seems like all the cartoon characters post Shanghai have all looked really, really nice. Just because of I don't know, they've just become a lot more expressive i'm not sure yeah i'm looking here at all of this mickey will get it um well i don't know about mickey's new look outside of toontown actually mm-hmm. maybe i'm 
It looks really bad. But besides that, yeah, everything looks really nice. Did you see that at the Good Boy Grocers, they're going to have the treats that are inside the concession stand at the Runaway Railway, too? What is these? The chocolate coins? The chocolate coins and the power limes. That's disgusting. Oh, my God. What is this? Candy? The Jolly Pops. Yeah, Toontown seems nice. I mean, I, I, they can't say that they've like done anything bad. Yeah, probably. And kind they, of, they, they yeah. like engineered it to be autistic friendly, like yeah. where like uh, the 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 sound has been minimized in certain play areas. And did you see where they talked about how the grassy areas? There's two of them. So the first one is where the the fountain used to be, and uh-huh. the second one is where the treehouse used to be. Right, and these are and you make Clarabelle there, but yeah, these these are supposed to be like new relaxing areas where guests can decompress. And That's nice. like it was felt like like a very slanted slam on everyone who was like, "How dare you take away our theming?" They're yeah, like, I, "I'm not <laughs> trying to be inclusive." Yeah, that's that's always the the uh, the argument is like, well, you can always make an argument about inclusivity. I think you can yeah. do inclusivity while being themed, but that's just. Me. But they, I think they did for some. I haven't but seen they it. needed they needed areas to for people to decompress. It opens up tomorrow uh, when we're recording this. It'll already be open by the time this episode releases. But uh, I don't know if I. I, that seems weird to me. Uh, that seems weird to me that you're going to put an area for people to decompress at Disneyland. <laughs> I mean, it's Disneyland. Like you're going, you just what you're going to Disneyland. It's uh, not like like I I, I don't absolutely... know. It's a pretty stressful place for ki- kids and parents. Well, that's my point. Is that you're at Disneyland? Like <laughs> I, I don't think. To be clear, like if your whole point is to, I would understand if you were like we're going to make Disneyland like a more inclusive like kind of space. It's very mm-hmm. weird to me to put in the back of the park. It's like SpongeBob yeah. with the perfume department. You have to run through <laughs> yeah. hell on earth, which is Disneyland. <laughs> you're right. No, you're right. Um, but I, it makes sense. I mean, why not? Like the ki- the most child area, child friendly area of the park should probably just be mm-hmm. really calm and comfortable. Yeah. Just make it like a right. big play place. You know? mm-hmm. Exactly. That seems nice. And but the little I saw of it was great. Like the 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 area music is all this Christopher Willis music from the Paul Rudd shorts. Oh, and it's, very nice. it's wonderful. It's a wonderful loop. I've been listening to it constantly. I'll, I'll throw you the link to it. Uh, yeah, I love to, to listen to it. Yeah, uh, and uh, I just I really adored it. The little that I got to see, and uh, the other new things that I have done, I got to ride the Haunted Mansion for the first time in ages. That's not Haunted Mansion Holiday, and it's good. Um, some, yeah, some effects are broken, but I, I enjoy enjoyed the like the new like blue color scheme in areas. It, it looked it, it was very nice. It was very very nice. I did ride Splash Mountain. I know. I saw and, the pictures you took. It did look yeah. really bad. Yeah, and at the end of at near the end of the ride, before you uh, go up the final lift hill, uh, where they're doing the Burroughs Lament. Uh, all the lights were broken. Yeah, it looked really bad. It was pitch black, <laughs> and it's like just close it, stop it, just disclose the damn thing. Now Indy's back open with new effects. That's and, right. And and uh, so now you have the capacity. So just close the damn thing. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Uh, but I think they should close the damn thing. Okay. Uh, last thing I did want to mention, of course, is Avengers Campus. And okay, I went on a day where it rained the entire day. So there were no walk around characters. There was no Spider-Man, nothing. Hmm. And 
I feel like it's unfair to make a full opinion about it. What I can say, though, is that from what I walked through there, it was pretty lacking. And yeah, it really (laughs) was like I was like, man, this is really it. Like, there's not much about it. There's no there's no kinetics. It's kind of lame, to be honest. I liked Web Slingers more than I thought I would. Yeah. And the funny thing is I did single rider and it was a 70 minute wait and I walked straight onto the attraction. Uh, That's we, pretty nice. Single rider even lets you do the pre-show. So I even got to see the pre-show for Web Slingers. The pre-show so, is rough too. I was actually really bored during the pre-show. That was like the, the first. The pre-show is too long. Yeah, but it's so long. I think it's, I think it's a little neat the first time, but I would get tired of it afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, well, so yeah. you liked the, you ended up enjoying the ride. Yeah. The ride moved a lot more than I thought it would. And also uh, it's very tiring. But what I really liked yeah. was, remember I was talking about peripheral vision with the AR on Mario. Well, yeah. I really liked how the the way the vehicles are molded, like your peripheral, it fills that entire space. Right, right, right. So right. the entire screen fills your eye line, which I thought was very, very neat and very smart. So it didn't feel as tiny or as limiting as it might have. And to be honest, four screens was enough because my arms were dead tired by the end. Of no, it. it's an incredibly active ride. Mm-hmm. I, by the end, I don't think I quite got a handle of how it worked. Uh, it, yeah, like, obviously, you here. just move your hand, but I couldn't get like any precision with it. Yeah, I was um, trying to get precision of like affecting things and stuff like that. And right. I affected a few things, but it wasn't very much. But I could see how it was. It's, it's, it's fun. I think it's fun for sure. Uh, I did Guardians and got Rocket B mode, which was interesting in the pre-show. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I had my hand scanned. My hand scanned. So that's nice. Uh, Because, you know, Rocket, his hands can't scan. Uh, (laughs) What are you talking about? What is this? I don't even remember this. You don't remember that Rocket goes... And you have <laughs> hands, and my hands don't scan. Oh, you that's don't remember correct. that? Yeah, yeah. You have to get on the gantry lift, you know. And that's that's the whole thing about that ride. <laughs> did you eat any food at Avengers Campus? No, I did not. The lines okay. were too no pingo doce. Uh, I ate some clam chowder, which was amazing. Oh, nice. And I saw some France, San Francisco ski. San Francisco, however you pronounce it, the the city from Big Hero Six. <laughs> I saw it coming together, and it looks absolutely meh. <laughs> yeah. It looks very meh. That said, I also tried for the first time. I tried a Ronto ramp. Oh, the the and lunch or the breakfast one? The lunch one, and okay. I thought it was okay. I just yeah. thought it was okay. People love it, and I thought it was okay. Nah, it's like a good Taco Bell item. It, it's like not to me. It's I'm, not. I'm not, a, crazy. not a fan of pita. I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't like pita bread that much. You know, I quite like the breakfast one because that's mm-hmm. eggs, cheese, and the sausage, and then like the cream okay. sauce. the mm-hmm. The lunch one is fine. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. I thought uh, that the sausage was very good, but the yeah. slaw is good. But I'm not sure about the sauce and the extra pork. I don't know. It's okay. It's all the right. extra pork just feels weird. I thought, yeah, like, yeah, I thought so too. I, I thought already, it was I already have weird. the sausage. It's like, oh, there's yeah. like a less good piece of mm-hmm. pork here. <laughs> okay, and then time for the clown moment of the trip. 
can you guess what I did that was truly humiliating and shameful? Let's see. And this is at Disneyland, right? Yes, it's at Disneyland. Oh my goodness. He truly humiliating and shameful. Well, what can you do at Disneyland's humiliating and shameful? Stay for the fireworks. Stay for the parade. Well, there was no fireworks. Oh, is the, oh that's not back yet, is it? Uh, no, but it, there was a projection. It was show. raining. I did see. Yeah, I did see the projection show. Okay, right. It's true. That's shameful. Was it food? Did you eat like a type of food? Uh, food. Uh, no, it's not food. Well, I I can't say I know. I have no clue. A lot of shameful things you can do at Disneyland. A lot of shameful things. Well, I can tell you. I can give you a hint. It involved spending money. You spit. You just bought a bunch of sh- merchandise. Nope. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Nope. I don't know. What did you do? Should I know this? You should figure it out. It's it's pretty it's pretty unfortunate that I did it. That I pulled the trigger and I did it. You bought a cat. I, what did you do? <laughs> yes, I bought one of the feral cats at Disneyland. She lives with me now. That's right. Uh, <laughs> no, I. Uh, it involves a certain character, a magical character. A and, magical uh, character. Spending money doing something that uh, is very shameful. And uh, I am very sad about it that I did. What the hell are you talking I about? I went on to Genie Plus and I bought a Lightning Lane for Rise of the Resistance. Oh, you bought a Lightning Lane. Oh, that is very... Sh- I was going to say, regular Genie Plus is useful at Disneyland. Yes, it is. But, but I did you bought buy... A li- Ew, you spent $20? 25 Dude, that's like... I know, but it was a 90-minute wait. I was like, I want minutes? Sh- that's yeah. it? <laughs> that's like... That's in Disneyland minutes, that's like 50 minutes. No, Not really. An hour and a half. No waits are ever as long as they are on the app in yeah, Disneyland. But, yeah, but... 90 and- minutes. But I got right on. So that was a nice. $25? That's like dinner. I knew you were going to hurt. You could have went to like gotten actual food. Yeah, I could have. But I didn't. I I uh, have not been on Rise of the Resistance in like two two years. (laughs) And you know the worst part is that the blasters aren't working in the the blaster room. They they never work. They They never work since they haven't worked since like the first six months. Every time I go, why why is it why is it that Imagineering keeps making things that have like the propulsion of jet engines? And once they break, they're like, Ooh, we didn't see that coming. Yeah, it's like stop doing that. This whole room are giant blasters that slide up and down over and over again for eight hour days every day of the week. And it stops working almost immediately. Mm. So then it's just this really lame kind of glide through. Although I think you still have to do like you the still stops do the, the bumps, motions. Right? You still do the motions. Yeah, it's, it's just really a awkward shit show. At least no. Kylo Ren worked. <laughs> Every time I go to the Disney parks, the people I go with traditionally will go on the ride, and I'll, I'll hang out. I'll do something else, someone else, and they'll come off and be like, "Oh yeah, it was great. We paid for the lightning lane. Those guns didn't work again." And it's yeah. like, no <laughs> shit, it, they didn't work again. They never work. <laughs> they, it's it, <laughs> that is like the one consistent thing that. That they cannot get to work on that right. ride. Both mm-hmm. coasts. So yeah, I can't believe I mean, they like made the decision. It's like, well, we could have consistent downtime, or we could just turn off the guns and people go on the ride. And it's like, how about you? I don't know. Fix the guns. 
and make it worth being the best ride ever. But whatever, whatever, Disney, whatever. I did see Wondrous Journeys and it was wonderful. It did not, of course, have the characters flying because it was raining. Uh, oh, the fireworks show. Yeah, but yeah. it was it was a great show. Really great show. Yeah, that's that's basically it. Any Disney questions that I didn't answer? Um, yeah, why'd you spend twenty five dollars on a lightning lane instead of go? You could have gone. You go get I a bent. Yeah, go I to the beignets. I regretted it the instant I did it. Okay, it's it's like uh, pornography. It's like yeah. an immediate shame. <laughs> you could have gotten a flop over a daisy. Oh well, flop no, you over. couldn't because they were not open yet. Oh, those look. Have you ever had like the analogous to that? What like is, what is the analogous is it like calzone or no no it, no it's weird I can't kind of like a calzone kind of so it's basically so I think the first one I ever had was at Papa John's which I hate Papa John's it's disgusting mm-hmm. yeah Pizza Hut has it as well they're called melts at Pizza Hut mm-hmm. but basically you take a thin crust pizza yeah and then you flip it on itself and then you cover that in butter and cheese oh and you make like a pizza oh i'm looking i'm looking at it yeah i'm looking at what it looks like like a breadstick empanada this is gross no it's good good. oh this looks gross it's it, it i have only felt shame eating them but they they taste pretty good. Have you seen the photo of the Cafe Daisy one? Yeah, it's like covered in like the breadstick seasoning on top. Yeah. Right? Oh my god, it's so the, gross. The one thing that I will say that I don't quite understand is why they put provolone inside of it instead mm-hmm. of just mozzarella. Yeah. Um, I personally would not have put provolone. This is this is the thing. I used to have really strong opinions of the theme park <laughs> design, but now I. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just giving some food. Preserve myself. To, I probably wouldn't put provolone in the in the flop over. Don't call mm-hmm. it a flop over either. What does what thing sounds good when it's called flop? I don't know. That's what they decided to call it. I was oh, just yeah. looking at it, going, "What the fuck? Just a flop over?" And that's. I was just like looking at the menu. What the? Hell? I meant to say this a long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. Yeah, but I think it was mango juice. So I went to when I went to Colombia. And I, mm-hmm. I did my trip in Colombia. Yeah. I think I can say this on this show because we don't have like a big topic. I had mango juice and I had like fresh mm-hmm. squeezed juice. Yeah. And I remember in America, we tend to think of like our, our juices as really sweet, but they're not mm-hmm. sweet like at all in Colombia. They're really like pulpy and meaty and like thick, mm-hmm. yeah. especially mango juice. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there and I'm drinking it. And I'm like, man, this is like kind of rough, kind of tastes like bodily fluids, oh, but it's no. really fresh. And I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about it. I'm almost certain that like all the green milk is, is just, is just juice. I think Americans just can't drink real juice. <laughs> well, yeah. Isn't it like just says like 2% real juice? Well, um, in like America, most yeah. juice containers? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's Because it's just water, sugar, and like juice. So I'm drinking yeah. real juice and I'm like, this tastes just like Galaxy's Edge drinks. Yeah. And it's flashing back to me remembering all the bloggers being like, this is nasty. This is gross. I'm, yeah, I'm like almost certain that it's just juice. Yeah, I and did not weird. get a blue milk. And I'm, I, I, I thought about it on the drive home and I was like, oh. I got a blue milk. The blue milk's fine. Uh, the green milk, I like uh, they added uh, chili spice to the yeah, rim yeah, of the glass. Yeah, my sister loves that. Yeah. 
Yeah. I haven't tried that. Mm-hmm. I, I have tried both of them, and I remember thinking both were fine. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just real juice, and it's like, yeah, if you're, if you're from America, I, I don't need no real juice. I want the flop over. Did yeah. you see The Mandalorian? Oh, I did and, not. No. Oh, <laughs> I didn't no, watch that No, I thought show. you were going to see them. It. Okay, it's gotten better. <laughs> I will tell you that. I heard because you said there's a lot of Rise of Skywalker stuff. That's there like is, an immediate no Which is me. weird, but it's like, it's still actually well done, but when mm. you realize what it's leading to, what it's talking about, and what's surrounding, I'm like, no, I don't care about why the Empire or the First Order needs cloning technology. I don't care. <laughs> and But it's really well done and it's really interesting. But no, I mm. did not see the Mandalorian and Grogu. Uh, I am very sorry. I did not see that. But oh, uh, yeah, but the Mandalorian's getting better. I will say that. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, 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 weirdly enough as it is like just i don't care what it's talking about and why it needs to you enjoy it it's snoke stuff uh but anyways so Did they really mention ger- snoke in it no but they they very heavily imply that um, this is about palpatine and snoke yeah um <laughs> anyways so that is my trip to to california and I had a great time, despite all of the chaos and the rain and the, the crowds and the insanity. I still had a good time. And uh, I recommend uh, go go to your local theme park or go to Disneyland. Uh, either is good. Uh, but if you go to Disneyland, uh, do go to New Toontown uh, because it's very, very good. And Maybe if you I'll, go to Universal, I'll... go to Super Nintendo World and brace yourself. Maybe I'll book a trip <laughs> to Super Nintendo World. And... In no, like 10 years it. when I can afford it. Do it, it. Dude, 10 years? Okay. Yeah. When I'm it's going like... Donkey Kong then. Although yeah, by t- then I think I'll be I'll be too fat to fit in the <laughs> restraints because of Universal. It's actually not that bad. Uh, but <laughs> I, at least I thought it wasn't. Okay. Um, but anyways, uh, I think it's uh, time for us to uh, depart. Next week we'll be back with a brand new episode, full episode of Unbuilt. Uh, that ironically would probably be shorter than this episode. Uh, <laughs> but in the meantime, please follow us on social media on Twitter at UnbuiltPod. You can reach me at Open Mother's Mail and Ryan Dorman at Open the Doorman. Feel free to email us at UnbuiltPod at gmail.com and rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Anchor or wherever you find this podcast. Please write a review and tell us how we're doing. And if you don't like us, thank you for listening to WTF. I'm Mark Marin. See you guys. <laughs>